Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Friday, August 12th. Details of a new account to help Canadians save to buy their first home have been revealed this week. The first home savings account was proposed by the federal government in the budget earlier this year and should be available sometime in 2023. The Department of Finance said that the account will give people the ability to save up to $40,000 tax-free towards their first home. Similar to the RRSP, contributions to the new savings account will be tax-deductible. Withdrawals to purchase a first home, including from investment income, would be non-taxable, like a TFSA. There will be an annual contribution limit of $8,000 and whenever the accounts become available in 2023, Canadians will be able to invest the full amount in that year. An FHSA would be permitted to hold the same qualified investments that are currently allowed to be held in a TFSA, such as holding a broad range of investments including mutual funds, publicly traded securities, government and corporate bonds and guaranteed investment certificates. Although it's intended for first home buyers, the definition of this is not absolute, meaning that those who have previously been homeowners may still qualify. If savings are not used to buy a home, they can be transferred to an RRSP or RRIF or withdrawn on a taxable basis. Further details of the rules are available from the Department of Finance website. Buying a lottery ticket or a wager on the NHL is something that many Canadians enjoy, but when does gambling become a risk? Problem gambling can happen for varied reasons and the behaviours that frequently result can be destructive to the individual and to their family and friends. New data from Statistics Canada reveals who gambles and who experiences gambling problems in Canada. Looking at stats from the Canadian Community Health Survey Gambling Rapid Response from 2018, it found that those at higher risk of problem gambling include men persons living in lower-income households, those who are single, divorced or separated, those who rated their mental health as fair or poor, and those who participated in many different gambling activities. The study was based on data from before the pandemic and before the legalisation of single-event sports betting in Canada in 2021. Asked if they'd gambled in the past year, 71% of higher-income households said they had, along with 54% of those from lower-income households. However, while 1% of the wealthier respondents were deemed at moderate to high risk of gambling problems, the risk for those who were poorer was three times as high. With lower discretionary incomes, even modest spending on gambling is likely to be a higher share of the household's total spending. It's important to remember that help is available for those with gambling problems. A list of helplines is available at ccsa.ca. Just search for gambling helplines. A major power failure in downtown Toronto left parts of the city's financial district without electricity for hours on Thursday, affecting about 10,000 customers at its peak. The disruption began shortly before 12.30pm lunchtime and was caused when a barge moving a crane struck high-voltage wires in the Portlands area southeast of the downtown core. Toronto Hydro said in a tweet just before 8pm that power had been restored downtown. Some office towers ran on emergency generators while others operated normally. Trading activity on the TSX was not disrupted, according to a spokesperson. Several traders who spoke to Bloomberg News said their activities were continuing as normal. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters. Plus, adopt a high-quality bond approach, a BlackRock strategist says. Gigs are growing more popular in Canada thanks to high interest rates. And demographic shifts will pave the way for machine learning tools to empower advisors, says the CEO of a Canadian wealth tech firm. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.